On today's episode of Back of the Bird, we're pleased to sit down with Kyle Waters of the Rochester Nighthawks. Uh, this is one of the funniest interviews we've done. Uh, we were laughing the whole time. Also, I went to an NLL game as a fan, so we chat a little bit about that, catch up on some news and notes uh, with the boys around the league. Let's get into it. This is episode 107 of Back of the Bird. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. If you want a sign, this is it. You're mad, your magic, you're as hard as a gun. You want to play with fire, consider this. You'll chase the thrill if it's worth the hit. Cause you never ever want to work for it. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. You got a spine of steel and a roar of thunder. All right, we're back again. Episode 107, Back of the Bird, brought to you by Cottage Springs. Get out there, get them in you. I heard there may be some sort of a competitor coming into this space, but don't even worry about those people. Just drink the right stuff, the Canadian-inspired brand. Just keep drinking. Um, just keep drinking. Regardless, maybe drink double then if you're going to try The more the better. Stuff. Yep, but um, let's just dive into it. Polly, how are you doing? Good, buddy. Just same old new week, same old stuff. Just grinding away at home, buddy. I love that. He's still Actually, doing I do have a funny time. story. One quick funny story. Yes, I was working out. I don't know if it's going to be funny, but I was working out um, yesterday. And as I was finishing up my work and I'm like walking and I was wearing our uh, NLLPA um, white T-shirt. Oh, the one that sags at the neck? No, nah, mine's nice. These have this strap, oh. strong neck, I guess. No, see, you know my <laughs> issues. Paul, I got my, I got arm or I got shoulders too wide, but no bicep, so yeah. it really like, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. So then I'm walking, and like I kind of like you're walking by all the cardio machines. So I just like catch this guy's eye, and then I look down. And he's wearing a Toronto Rock shirt, so we kind of like lock eyes, and I'm just like, "Hey, buddy, that shirt sucks, <laughs> right?" <laughs> And then he just like literally dips his head down and like stops looking at me. So I'm like, I thought we were going to get into like some banter, but I don't know if he like knew. I figured he would know because I was wearing the NLL shirt. So it kind of just says like NLL big. So I was like, hey, buddy, that shirt sucks. And then like waited for a response. The guy just like dipped his head and kept going on the elliptical. So I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> big goals, huh? Paul, it's like the exact same as your neighbor story. You just keep yeah. <laughs> throwing insults yeah. at people. <laughs> I need to stop doing that, but I, I like I like getting into the friendly banner, but somehow it always just becomes awkward. So yeah, no, I think what it is it. is subconsciously you want that to turn into something more. <laughs> There's Polly, Polly's uh, the 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 seeing red Polly wires crossing. Polly's under there controlling you at the helm and being like, "Come on, buddy, try me. I dare you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just want to grab some forty five year old off the elliptical, just pound his lights in, but no. Nah. <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, that's all I got. That's all you got. Donnie, what's going on with you? Yeah, life's good with me. Uh, good win for us in Vegas um, last week. And nice to, you know, have a couple games in a row here without the buys, uh, which is pretty nice. So heading to well, – did, 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 did Callum even play that game? You could barely notice him in the yeah, first. There. It was uh, 
Yeah, 12 points in the first half, six and six in the first half. It was, uh, <laughs> he, you know, you know, Cal, he Callum's a sicko, man. He's, he's just one of the most, uh, efficient scores that our game has had. And it's cool, uh, to be a part of, to be a part of it. I, I joke with everybody. Um, you know, I've learned a lot from Callum. It's hard to take stuff from, like, I can't do the stuff he does. Not many people can. He, he, he has a unique style and it's, it's uh it's just cool to see so it was cool to be a part of and um good win for us and out to saskatoon uh tomorrow how many points did he end up with uh 15 what's the record steinhaus has a record i saw it in lax bank but i forgot to see what it is what's he got i don't did know he miss it by... oh, okay um that you're supposed to be our stats guy don't you? yeah i don't know on that one i uh i didn't look um, I'll find it. Yeah, Keep talking. Still, I'll find it. I mean, bottom line, insane. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, it's crazy. I think that's probably have a night. total. Have a night total game. total last eight games I've played in the first half. But anyways, yeah. Will, um, Will had Will had fourteen points and and didn't lead the team in scoring, which has got to be that's got to be a first. Yeah, and I, I I mean seeing that tweet too. The there was the one um, was something about like somebody leading I'm trying to think oh the the it was it was the most goals in like the shortest amount of time like Connor Kiernan had two goals in a, in 11 seconds or something like something weird like that and then and it's aired was Callum yeah so anyways long story short uh good night for us in Vegas had some uh, some fun after nothing too crazy but um you know, that whole Vegas trip is just a great trip. It's close to the, you know, hotels close to the airport. Once you get there, you don't have to get in another car or bus. It's, it's a good deal. So, Steinos has a record with four goals, 13 assists. Junior had the record with 15. And then Gary Gate, Derek Keenan, and Derek Malowski used to have it at 14, who Callum tied. So he's. Tied for third in most points in a game. There you go. Stacked it, Paul. What a beauty. And he's back with the bird guests. You want to learn how to become a 15-point scorer? Come go on listen. to the pod. Yeah, or go listen to that episode. Either or. Um, mental. But, yeah, no, all everything here is same old, same old. Um, just helped uh, one of my buddies here has uh, moved, in, moved into a new place. Um, I don't know if I don't remember if I told this story before, but um, he pulled an all-time move, getting us, getting us to move him um, the first time around, and then he had, conveniently had to go pick up the keys to his new place at the same time we were moving everything, or sorry, give back the keys to his old place at the same time we were moving everything. So we ended up having to move all of his stuff while he was not there. Um, but at the end of the day, look at this. If you're a YouTube watcher, nice. He's, he's a back of the bird shirt purchaser. So, um, my buddy Joe, Joe, poke your head in. He's gonna poke his head in. Um, Joe, uh, oh, that's a gutless. Yeah, Joe, move, Joe's Joe. a big listener. Gutless. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Part of the corporate world with Dan. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, Joe. Joe and I work together at Aon, but um, and his brother, his brother, former Leaf. Former Leaf, so uh, we had to, I had to help him. I'm still helping him organize this place um, currently. And uh, funny enough, 
no Wi-Fi on the guy. So I'm I'm going cell phone cell phone hotspot to uh, to deal with this. Can and I want to make sure. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, good. good. Thanks, thanks, Aon, okay. for right. uh, the <laughs> Wi-Fi hotspot because we know you're not paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, it's uh, all has been the same on my end. Um, tough one, tough one for us um, in Halifax. It's, uh, I mean, you, Donnie, have you played there? Yeah. No, coming up in March. No, I, I mean, sure really cool it. place to play. Really cool place to play. Um, but it's such as life. It's 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 a tale of how the season goes you start three and oh then you go and three and then it's you know you kind of have to figure it out as you go and um i know paulie was a part of uh, a part of that last year and here and in terms of kind of like hot start to like a kumbaya or like a figure it out moment or like what are we you know what are we doing how do we stick together and it's it's funny how how much those little things in sports in terms of kind of the runs of games can actually directly relate to life too. And, and when things kind of can go poorly for a while or feel like they're going poorly in life. And then it's like, do I have to change a bunch? Do I have to not, if I change things, will that screw me over even more? Or um, is I going to make things keep going worse? So it's, it's, there's life lessons built into all this, but it's hard to see that right in front of your face when, when all you're dealing with is just like, you know, the pressures of losing and, and at the bottom, you know, the bottom line at the end of the day, Danny Mack told me this once, winning solves all. Uh, you simply can have no issues when you win a lacrosse game. You can talk about small things. You can talk about whatever, and and it's just, you know, banter back and forth. But when you're uh, when you're losing, it, it, it can, it's, it's a shitty feeling that drags into, uh, into everyday life. But um, outside of that, things are, things are good for me here. We're just working away and, and living. So, um, <laughs> um i know we want to jump get into, into the living part anymore no just a quick living part that's good yeah okay we can oh, move no, on it's fine yeah, it's no. fine we can move on oh, <laughs> just a long li- just a long pause before the living almost sound well, like a different word but anyways it's all good we'll move on next subject there's yeah there's certain people that listen to this podcast that i think i, I need to not include the living part anymore um because i think that's why they listen to podcasts so we might lose a few listeners but um yeah that's okay i'm fine by that so maybe we dip our toe into what we're talking about here with the nil stuff donnie this why don't we i'm gonna kick it over to you just to kind of like preface it um because i know this was your idea and i think it was a fantastic one and and, um now that we've got bar down on board to support us i think it's i think it's time we, we put it out there yeah, so uh, you know, basically, our thought was to uh, try and help support some of the uh, men and women who are playing right now in the NCAA. Obviously, with the NIL rules, um, you know, there's a lot more opportunities than there used to be, and uh, but also because of like visa issues, you know, NIL is not super accessible for a lot of uh, people, or at least it's a gray area. So, uh, being that we're Canadian and and you know, we could potentially uh, help support some Canadian athletes that, that was kind of the, uh, the, uh, impetus for this. So we're still workshopping exactly what this is going to look like, but basically we're going to pick a player every month that's playing in the NCAA men or women. Um, we should have a a pretty good track of it, but if you want to send recommendations, uh, please do. And, and we'll pick uh, a player every month to kind of become a back of the bird, uh, ambassador, a back of the bird athlete. And we'll, We'll send them some gear and and whatnot and and maybe some other stuff and 
and try to support uh, the stuff they're doing as student athletes and, and we'll try to promote them as well. Maybe have some of them on the podcast or whatnot, but um, just something to be aware of college lacrosse starts. This is coming out on Friday, the second starts call, uh, Saturday, the third. Uh, so college lacrosse starts this week and, you know, springtime is really the best time of year for lacrosse fans. You got the NLL in full swing and, and college, high school, minor lacrosse, junior coming up. So uh, it's an exciting time of year. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So look out for the, you know, the back of the bird uh, NIL program. Uh, if you're listening to this and you are <clears throat> someone who knows a lot about NIL rules, if we're violating them, please let us know. Um, but my, my, you know, general thought is, uh, there are no rules. So that's pretty much how I understand it. That's how it seems with football and all these other sports. So, um, you know, if you can get a, give a kid a million bucks, uh, to play football, I don't know why you can't give them a back of the bird hoodie. So, um, even though they're about the same value. So yeah, that's and it. Agreed. And, but I had to, I had to just jump on the phone there quickly, but did you, you didn't, you didn't mention any specific high point people that we might be giving this to, did you? Uh, yeah. So, um, so because I, I I feel I feel the opposite way of what you wrote down. <laughs> Asher Nolting uh, almost broke Dan's goal record, but did not. So Dan still holds the goal record. Not, high a, point. Big, not a big deal. Not a big deal. We've only mentioned it. We've only been on the high point hype train here. <laughs> uh, Braden Maye, who is I believe from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, uh, is in line. Matter. To- Let's go. Let's go. He, <laughs> hey, he's he's an NIL athlete no matter what. Oh, if he doesn't break it, let's go. He gets it. He gets it. Let's go. So he is in line to break Dan's record, and he has a standing <laughs> offer of basically what fuck you. He's in line. He's got a standing offer to basically do whatever he wants when he breaks the record. So <laughs> I'll tell you what: if he break if he breaks the record, I will be talking to every single NLL GM. And say, don't you dare touch this guy. <laughs> He's cancerous in the room. I've heard horrible things. You don't want him. So if you're listening, Braden, don't you dare. Don't. Do so, it so and I'll get, you, I'll get you all you can drink at the Bull and Barrel. Yeah, <laughs> is that, is that the Windsor go. Bar? Yeah, I still got a couple connections down the old dirty <laughs> dub. Don't worry. I'll take care of them. I'm trying to think what what I can add to all you can drink. I was going to say, like, I'll throw $200 more on the bar tab, but if it's all you can drink, then... You might be able to buy downtown with 200, Donnie. So. Yeah. And hey, we're going to need to get Lomi bought all you can drink too. He's going to be so sad. Man, listen. He's going to be tearing the high point jersey off his wall. I don't want to turn this. I don't want to turn this about me, but listen, Braden, don't do this. I like, I'm telling you, please don't do this. It's, it's the only thing I'm latching on to. And if that's gone, it's gone. And I, I don't think I can. <laughs> Yeah. So long story short, we're on Braden my uh, high point record watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just until further notice. Yeah. Confirmed. But um, I, again, yeah, I think it's important. I think the other part, and I'm, I'm certain you touched on it, but um, I know we have a pretty good listening core that's in kind of like the D2, D3 market. Make sure you're keeping us updated. I'm sure I'll be getting daily updates um, on specifically RIT guys from from Brad Gillies. Um, but outside of that, we're going to need to know who's, who's doing well. Johnny Pilcher. Um, Johnny Pilcher is just going to be flooding our inbox for Lukey boy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to be, we're, yeah. Lukey Pilcher is going to win 18 times. Uh, he's going to be rocking around with just layers on. But, 
Um, maybe we should. Again, maybe we should make it like a vote. Maybe we should. Yeah, get, I think uh, Donnie, I really like that. Maybe I think three we do nominees pool, or something. Pool, and three yeah, like put like four people yeah. in, and then okay, and then go from there. Okay, dig it. Okay, sweet. Um, I guess the other thing too, Donnie. I know we're kind of like making you lead all this um, banter stuff here, but uh, the other cool thing you were a part of was flipping the script and and being able to be a fan for a night. So tell us, tell us a little bit about you going to the Mammoth game. Yeah, so I was in <clears throat> I was in Denver uh, visiting my girlfriend and and uh, you know we kind of had some time on Saturday night and and Polly was lucky enough or um, nice enough rather to, to leave us some tickets so. So went, lucky enough to have me there. <laughs> true. Uh, so we went uh, to the Mammoth game. Uh, just kind of wanted to share a few thoughts because we, you know, we talk about these games, and you know, I haven't actually been to a game for a long time. First of all, funny story. So I, when I'm in Denver, I work out with with Pat Nolan, great trainer, and Trevor Baptiste and Jack Hanna uh, work out there. So I got to know those two guys, and I walk into the Mammoth game again. Obviously, you know, it's our my our one weekend off or whatever. First guy I see is Jack Hanna and his girlfriend. Uh, also at the game, also you know on their bye weekend, so uh, you know the, everyone, the boys just love the game. <laughs> yeah, everyone couldn't get enough, and then again, quick scouting trip in. That's all. Quick scouting exactly. trip. Exactly. Well, we played together. We played. He's on Vegas, and we played the next week. So I was like, okay, cool. If we're both here, then then it's uh, just trying to bury each other with drinks. Yeah, Super generous. So. Anyway, so the the product of the NLL is, is awesome, and I know it sounds funny from someone who's in the league, but like it's so good, and the crowd in Colorado is awesome. People are really like engaged. Like I was in the, the bathroom and they scored, and these like you know guys were like, "Oh, was that Eli? Was it Zed?" Like it was really cool to see like how how knowledgeable they were, and you know I want to be clear, I'm not like criticizing anyone on this because this is a league thing. But so it was the Calgary, uh, Calgary, Colorado game. And I don't know if there was a one review and if it was, it was short. It makes such a difference. Like we got to find a way to shorten these reviews league wide. Cause some of them get really long and I don't want to, I'm not criticizing the officials. Like they got to get it right. They're under a lot of pressure, but there's gotta be like some better system to get these so done it's, with. It's funny. I can't too. I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if right now under protest that I can actually talk about things being under review, <laughs> but but listen listen to this. So Teddy Jenner, like I don't know. Again, we can get into this, but maybe not too long because uh, obviously we got uh, Kyle Waters waiting in the, in the wings here for a good interview coming up. But I had this conversation this past weekend because we had a couple of reviews in Vancouver. And then Teddy Jenner just had a hot take on a review. I didn't watch the whole thing, but he was talking about VAR. But my thing is, is change the rule. So instead of stepping in the crease, if you release the ball before you step in the crease, not saying it's going to solve every problem, but man, it's going to be a lot more clear than like trying to figure out if the ball crossed. You can shoot the ball and then you can step in the crease before it goes in the net. And then again, obviously you need some side rules. Like you can't impede with the goalie, blah, 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 blah. But think about how much that will be so much easier. If like a guy dives, but the ball's out of his stick, he can yeah, touch the ground. It's like, it's like it, it, it goes to the the like the like NBA full court shot. If it's out of your yeah, hand. Like it was before. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, happens, it I'm goes telling out. you that's going to – 
and it probably because I'm high because it's my own idea, but I'm going to like that's got that's got to speed up reviews because then it's, it's obviously there's still going to be some tough ones, but it's going to be a lot more easier because now it's just like, is that have a stick? Yep. Okay. He touched the crease. Fine. It's in the net. Good. He didn't touch the goalie. He didn't do anything like that. Okay. Good goal. That's my idea. Yep. I, 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 don't, I don't mind that. that, but I just I think it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't mind that. And, but I also think that there's got like the actual review process can just be a little bit faster too. So again, I'm, I don't want to criticize anyone on that it's, it's a tough, it's a tough issue. Uh, but just wanted to mention that cause I thought it made a difference. And then, yeah, it, it was awesome. The loud house is super fun. Uh, you know, it's super loud. Uh, you know, Paul, you guys played really well, obviously, especially Thanks. in the second half is, is a good game. So that yeah, was a fun, fun night all around. It kind of fired you, fires you up to see it from the other side and just see how pumped people are about it. And just kind of good, uh, reassurance that this thing's going in the right direction. But Donnie, like the NHL is having problems with reviews too, so it's not yeah. just like us, yeah. right? Like again, I yeah, think everyone's everyone's so having problems with reviews because they're trying to bring it in. And again, it, you obviously want to get the call right, but like everyone's having problems with reviews because some of them are so hard to see. Like there's so many legs, bodies. Like, anyways, so yeah. And when you add in the dunks too, like the the dunk yeah. plays take up what probably fifty percent of the reviews. Yeah. Um, you know, if not more. So I, I think I'm pro dunk, but I, I definitely see the, I think you have to have a dunk in because it opens up so much other stuff in the game. And yeah. I think scoring would really go down, but it does, it is the root of a lot of the reviews. So I don't know. My, my hot take, my burning warrior burning take, even though we're not sponsored by them. Um, but we can be if they want to, you know, <laughs> if they want to. Yeah. my burning take, <laughs> no goal should count. If you make contact with the goalie or the net, so a dunk, you have to not hit the post with your stick. Ooh, that, that would that make it way harder to do. And I think, like, I understand the part of, like, the dunk has become a part of the game because everyone understands how to execute it. And, like, you know, the teams that do it well, they do it really well. But I think that this is, like, a Garrett Billings topic. Like, he loves this one, like, talking about it on Twitter or whatever. I think that if you do it, you shouldn't be able to slam your stick against the post. Like, because I don't know, that feels like a thing that's an advantage or like hit, like if you jump, if you jump up in the crease and then you shoot it before you land, you shouldn't be able to fall through and hit the goalie. And I think yeah. that was, I mean, it's part of what Pauly said too, but yeah. Um, yeah bottom line, we make, we should make all the rules for the NL. Um, should we kick it to waters quick here? Let's do it. Yep. Okay. So, as always, brought to you by Lucky Penny Media at Lucky Penny Media. We're a full-service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you, and when working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So here he is, Kyle Waters. This Orangeville, Ontario native played most of his lacrosse career with the Orangeville Northmen, got traded to Brampton in the bubble. Uh, but in Orangeville, he won a Minto Cup with me in 2019, in addition to, according to Point Streak, two Founders Cup trophies. He was selected by the Calgary Roughnecks with the sixth overall selection of the 2021 NLL draft. And this past offseason was dealt to the Rochester Nighthawks, where he now plays with Lomi. Welcome to Back of the Bird, Kyle Waters. 
Hell yeah. What's going on, fellas? Two founders? Yeah, two. It was, uh, with, it was weird. My with Orangeville, was, too? Uh, what's that? With Orangeville, too? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, All right. My, my second one was uh, a bit of a weird story, so we can get into that a little later. I'm sure, Fucking I'm go sure. for it. <laughs> That's yeah, what we're I'm here for. Let's go, let's go right into it. <laughs> right into it. All right. Okay, well, we'll go, we'll go back. We'll go back to the other stuff. But um, let's yeah. Let's see. Why was it weird? Um, so I started my uh, the year with the A's, and uh, I signed a, a full A card. Planned on playing A, and uh, I got about uh, you know how the B's start a little earlier than the A's. So I think the B's were like fifteen games in. The A's were like seven or eight games in and uh dj brings me into the room and he's like um i think we're gonna send you down you can be on an ab card again but i think we're just gonna send you down and uh you can kind of go play some games because at the time i wasn't playing too much with the uh with the a's so they they were nice enough to kind of send me down and kind of go on that little run with the bees so uh it was fun and then obviously that year was out in uh, saskatchewan so uh, you can uh, you can kind of tell how that went afterwards. <laughs> hey, we could not because of it, it's in Saskatchewan, because of the smile on your face. That's why we can tell how that how that went. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was uh, that that was a bit of a uh, a gong show. I would imagine I so. Closest, say again. I think our closest game in the uh, in the founders that year was. Uh, uh, Nine to one, and I think the the final game was, I think we put up twenty two, and I think we won twenty two <laughs> to like seven or something. It was ridiculous. And and so I guess for was, those yeah, for again for those that kind of aren't familiar with what we've talked about, we talked about in the past. Your man cup, that's going to be your senior lacrosse. Um, Minto is 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 junior A, um, and then your founders is junior B. What's what's junior C called? I feel like we talked about this. A Sheridan, Sheridan Cup or something is like that. that I, think. I don't remember. What? Well, anyways, Meredith. Meredith, close. Yeah, Meredith. Sheridan, no, Meredith. Think, look, They're distant cousins. Yeah, <laughs> just one's a hotel, one's not. But we'll uh, <laughs> jump into it here. Let's start. Uh, let's wait, Donnie. You got a few questions actually before we kind of like get right into the uh, the the get go from the beginning. Well, I, I had one that was just like, <clears throat> how's your brother doing? Because, you know, I just remember our brothers, both of them just taking turns getting piled uh, in the summer <laughs> of 2019 together. I'm like, what's your brother up to these days? He's uh, he's actually working at uh, Osprey Golf Course. Uh, he's been there for seven doing years. Doing what? Now. We, need, hey, we need some hookups. What's yeah, he doing there? In. Okay, let's go. I, that's my favorite golf course, dude. It's, it's on. It's going to be so much better once they do all those rentals. That's a super sidetrack. Sorry, I just got super. No, you're, you're good. It's funny, too. I actually used to work there for a few summers, so uh, I'm pretty close with all the superintendents and stuff, so I'll see what I can do for the fellas. Let's go. We love hearing yeah. that. Polly, if, yeah. if there's something that's going to make Polly's laptop look like it's lifting up when we're doing an interview, it's it's talking golf and, and getting on to what he's claiming <laughs> as his favorite course, which which I love. But um, let's uh, let's kind of just take this back, you know, I guess not that long in time because you're I just 
figured out that you're quite a bit younger than me. We had this conversation on the road a little not too long ago. But um, <laughs> what? Uh, how'd you pick up a stick? How'd you get into the game? So I was uh, three or four years old. Uh, my dad used to play. He actually won a Founders as well. And he played with uh, John Tavares, who uh, coaches the uh, Buffalo Bandits. He played against uh, Whipper Watson. So uh, he played against some pretty high-skilled guys himself. But, yeah, he uh, ever since I can remember, at least, uh, he's just kind of the one that taught me how to play and taking me all these tournaments and just kind of taking, uh, taking me to the rink when I could. And he got into refing, so I was that absolute rink rat back in the day and he loved drafting and I just loved going and watching. And, uh, you could imagine kind of growing up in Orangeville, watching some of the teams that I did. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous watching, uh, one of the best teams I ever watched was, uh, it had Nick Ritchie, uh, Brett Ritchie. Uh, I think his name was Nick Thompson guys that are, are like in the NHL basically. And that, that team was just ridiculous to watch. And, yeah. You, then you you go uh go up a bit and then you see guys like uh like Suter and Rosie and I remember going to the rink watching uh those junior A guys and uh we would we used to have to buy tickets to go to the Bunny Barn and watch uh, Nations versus Orangeville and uh it, that was that was just Jammer and all those guys that were just yeah you're getting you're getting Sean Sean Gillies Sean Gillies squaring off at center floor in the line brawl and just having absolutely no quit in his system but (laughs) an old Watsy Junior Watsy's sitting there paying for a ticket watching watching Gillies just go to town knocked out three times but never go out (laughs) yeah not he was knocked out but never knocked down that was that was him going through that entire fight it was insane but um grow I mean we've talked about this with a few guys but what's what's kind of you know your take on growing up there and like what it kind of instilled in you in terms of like how big of a part of the community lacrosse was like what did that mean to you when you were kind of coming up through Orangeville you kind of see it at a young age like my coaches growing up either played junior a junior b uh intermediate like they they would always be the first guys to step up and be like hey uh i'll coach or i'll do whatever to help the team out and you it's it's every single age group like nowadays it's you got uh, josh sanderson coaching the minors and rusty krueger coaching the a's and bruce cod coaching the a's and i go on and on and on but uh that's kind of just how it's been in orangeville it's your coach either played or or just kind of was a part of orangeville their entire life so uh it's fun and it's, it's super cool to see because when i grow up it's like that's what I want to do. I want to give back to the community. I want to go back and then kind of teach young kids how to play lacrosse. So uh, I think that's kind of the fun thing about Orangeville, at least. And then when they have the, uh, the, the Barry Berman there and you, you see some of the best teams come to that tournament, you want to, every single A division team is there and uh, it's usually the top guys. So going to watch that's fun too. So. So you've already you've already you've already decided you're going back, eh? Uh, one day, one day. 
I love After it. I'm done living the Muskoka life. <laughs> yeah, you're you're Muskoka right now. Muskoka Muskoka right now. Yeah, it's what's I mean, what's life like up there? Uh it's nothing you can imagine. You have to kind of <laughs> live it. There. You have to live it to, to realize it's real. It, it's silly. Like in the uh, in the summer. My, uh, I live with two of my best friends, so in the summer, it's like he's got uh, a boat, so we do uh, like water skiing and, and wakeboarding and all that fun stuff, and he's got two jet skis, and there's a bar right on the water, so uh, our, our favorite thing to do is grab the boat keys, head over to the, uh, the old diner, and grab a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> not, not too many, though. You're still doing responsible boating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We call what lake are you on? What's that? What lake are you on? Uh, lake of Bays. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Yeah, let's go. My buddy's on Quagma. That's a okay. sick area up there. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Fuck. What the name? I went to, I was on Lake of Bays for a wedding. They've got like a, a big like lodge on on Lake of Bays. I forget the name of it, but... Um, Cunnington. Cunnington. Poor Cunnington Lodge. Thanks, Polly. Yeah, yeah. memory on the guy. I, I spent some time up there. I don't have... The CT isn't fully kicked in yet. So I got a little... <laughs> <laughs> There's still a hey, bit in there. I love that. But it was Paul, spot, have you of, man. Uh, Paul, have you heard of the golf, golf course uh, Big Win Island? Yeah, I would love to go. So it used to be... It used to be public. Now it's private, so you can't get on yeah. anymore. So it looks unreal, though. Wait, you gotten in? You gotten in? I I kind of do. <laughs> okay, talk to me, Watsy. Talk to me. So, so I my grandpa has a best friend who's a member, so I can uh, I can see because members are allowed one guest. So I can, I right. can probably hook that right. up. I'll take that one before the Osprey because I don't mind paying for Osprey because I can at least go there and, and get a tea time. But sure, you can't get a tea time at Big One. Well, I'll be honest. If it's going to be one and, and if he picks you over me, it's it's probably going to be the end of me and Watsy. <laughs> hey, that's that's the way it rolls. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, that, me that's... First. He asked me first. Everyone saw <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Big Win is uh, essentially right across the bay from where I am. So oh, no way. Cool. That's unreal. That's sick. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. That place, is, that place is sick. You drive by it, and it's like, oh, my God, the things I yeah. would do to take a swing on the practice range. <laughs> <laughs> just take a fat divot out of the practice range. Yeah, yeah. The things I would do to duff 120 yards to the right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things um, I do to shoot 140. Oh my! <laughs> that's awesome. I, I that's essentially I played I played uh, I played Deerhurst twice this summer. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly a great golfer, and both rounds were the worst I've ever played in my life. To the point <laughs> where, like, if I had played out my golf ball, I would have shot over 200. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I'm like and 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 to keep in mind like. A go- like the round, like I, I go to pay for the round. It was for like a bachelor party basically and both times. And the round was like $165 or something. It was like, like I'm paying money to just give them more money in the balls that I just purchased <laughs> on them to bring it back and resell. Like I, you know, it just did, I mean, it just didn't add up, but um, 
Let's get, I didn't, I, and we haven't talked about this. Let's get into a little bit of the hockey stuff. Donnie, are you the only member? I am. Well, I'm the, the only, I'm the only member of the podcast right now who didn't play in the OJ. Now, Paulie's, <laughs> Paulie's the only one with his jersey retired, but, but Kyle, you, you, uh, you laced him up for the Orangeville Flyers for a little bit there. Yeah, so I laced him up for 11 games total. Um, I, I was I had fun with it. It was it was a cool experience, and you get the life of the junior for a couple months. But um, I was actually drafted to uh, the Flint Firebirds. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. Didn't, so wait, wasn't draft- this around the time when? Didn't they have a scandal like around our time or something like that? Yeah, so, the owner didn't the owner get like booted from the league. So yeah, that was I think the exactly. first year they were a team, and that was the year I got drafted. No, oh, so uh, you folded the franchise. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Was the owner talking shit about Watsy? And, yeah. and then that's how it all went down. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the team, so I said I'm fucking burning this place down. <laughs> yeah, just rumor played it, leak something to the press agent. Yeah, oh, just, uh, oh wait, I, I didn't make the. I didn't make the active <laughs> roster. Well, I heard you were doing some suspect shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just tear it down. That is. That's all time. And the funny yeah. part too is, uh, I'm. I mean, I. This was mentioned before when we were doing our kind of like, you know, banter beforehand. And I, I'm at my buddy's condo now, and um, he actually played three seasons in the OJ for the Oakville or Oak between like Oakville Blades, Kingston, um, and was there somewhere else, Joe? Colbert and Colbert. So, uh, <laughs> Colbert, the only Colbert. two, the only two people that are in the vicinity of recording this podcast that didn't play in the OJ are Donnie and and Mac, <laughs> who is Polly's <laughs> two year old son. So, <laughs> You better. Uh, <laughs> you better and he's still that. got his future ahead of him. I'm. I am for sure not playing in the OJ. Hey Donnie, um, Donnie, you uh, you got your your, uh, your name up in the uh, the Oakville Arena there though. That's not bad. Oh, true. I got like a, a novice. Uh, oh, he's I'm, looking at his wall. He's got it on his I wall. I do have it on my wall. I have. I never take anything off my walls. It's novice it's, it's so novice. it's so bad. It's he's still got up. His novice trophy on the it wall. It is still up. It's right there. <laughs> novice thing, um, right? Paul, yeah. you'll love this. My uh, same rank my, that Paulie's jersey's up there. Not my buddy Joe here was saying that um, it, it's a fact in the history of the OJHL. He has the most tripping penalties by anyone that's ever played, <laughs> which to me is is the funniest thing I've ever heard because it's the least fleet of foot player to ever play the game. But, anyways, let's 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 dive into uh, into a little bit more of the junior stuff. So, um, you you kind of talked about. I mean, we talked a little bit about the founder stuff too, but. Um, obviously we know where you're at now. Like we know where you were drafted and and kind of how well you're playing. Um, How would you say that, that like getting sent down to go back for that kind of second time, like did that, was that like the turning page that like kind of pissed you off to motivate you to, to like really kind of dive into lacrosse and be like, I need to figure this out and and play better. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, I I thought I had I was good enough to kind of play a ball, and uh, I thought I was good enough to crack that roster. And 
I just kept getting scratched and scratched. And then next thing you know, it's you're having those hard conversations with DJ and and then I get sent down and I'm playing every game. And at the start, I even I even struggled playing B and it was it was tough. I was a bit snake bitten and, and kind of lost my confidence for a bit. And um, I think it was I, I owe a lot of respect to, to Bruce Codd. He is just the ultimate coach and ultimate guy that you want to have in your corner and he brings the best out of every single player that he has and uh you have 100 points in the regular season and one guy has zero as an offensive guy it's like he doesn't care as long as you're working your bag off and you're you're doing what you're supposed to and you're kind of being a team guy he loves that shit like he is the ultimate team guy and uh but yeah it was tough like but uh I, I was going back down to the same B team that had probably seven or eight of the same guys uh, that were on the team before, and we just had so much fun playing the game. And after every round, you're having a couple of beverages with the fellas, and you're just kind of talking, talking lacrosse or talking life or whatever it is. And um, but yeah, that that group was special too. The I mean, the first year was really special and. I think uh, the second year was also really special, but it was a bit of a different vibe from uh, from what when the when we won our first founder. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of a kick in the ass. You just kind of get those get those hard conversations, but it's like you gotta you just gotta suck suck it up and get out there and kind of figure out your figure out your game and figure out what, what's going on and and work through it. And it was uh, it was fun. it was a fun kind of part of the life though it's it's all part of the game and uh cool you kind of like you i mean kind of to equate it back to hockey like you equate to like ahl nhl like obviously gives you a kick in the ass but like playing junior b did also kind of give you like the confidence too right you say like your snake bit in junior a all of a sudden you go to junior b kind of like dominate getting more touches scoring goals like also give you like more confidence to be like okay listen like i'm still good like I can go back and play like did it help you that way too yeah like it's uh like i think my i think the year i got sent down brandon sanderson was our offensive coach and he obviously did what he did as a, as a player so he you, you find tricks and he teaches you so much about just kind of doing the little things and how he played was pretty greasy so he kind of <laughs> kind of shows you behind the low back. Yeah, he kind of shows you some moves to do that that might work. And um, but yeah, and you've, been, no... and you've been using and you've been using those ever since, eh? <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, I think everybody should kind of learn this too. Is there's nothing wrong with playing junior B for two three years until you're fully developed. Like it, it's a good league and it's still, it, it will always be a good league. Junior A is just kind of that title. Junior B is a title. It's, if you take two th two or three seasons to develop, like that's fine. It's uh, every, if you have an end goal and you want to get there to keep working your ass off. And that's kind of what I did. And it's like those hard conversations that you have with certain people is like kind of just like a wake up call and, okay, maybe I need to do more here. Maybe I need to try this or just kind of switch up your game. And uh, Junior B was, was some of the best memories I've ever had. And winning two founders is pretty good, pretty incredible feeling. So yeah, um, yeah. I enjoyed my time there. That's, uh, 
Well, we even, I mean, even look at too, like, a, a, I guess, anecdotally, like a relatable story is, I mean, like a guy like Smitty, guy that guy played a year junior C, which is a league, a league that I didn't even know actually functioned. Um, but and then you look at you look at that big ogre. Hey, there's nothing um, wrong with playing junior C either, Danny. Yeah. Just went against everything. Danny just went against everything Kyle said. <laughs> no. you're, the, you're the best, Bellows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I, at the time, I didn't know existed. Now you can go win a fucking Meredith Cup. Um, but at the time, again, it wasn't a thing. I didn't even know the Bengals had a fucking whatever moving on um let's, let's wait i let's, wanted to ask one more thing about the founders so um okay when i when Fuck like, you in the meantime donnie <laughs> when, when we played together kyle like our team was we had a couple 50 years for sure but we were mostly like your group that age and like the we had a bunch of imports as well but the core of our team was the 99 guys who actually grew up in orangeville um you know what do you think like winning that founders or both of those founders together, like what do you think that did for you guys like as a collective? Because, you know, I kind of have my own opinion on it, but, you know, it seemed like you guys were just kind of like a hardened group by the time you got, you know, to fourth and fifth year. Yeah. And it even starts a little bit before that. Uh, our 99 group is like such a tight group. Um I hate to bring this up, Donnie, but we beat you guys in the summer games. Yeah, we lost and, by uh, – this is an all-time game. Summer games, I, I was playing in Burlington. We lost by five in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 5-5 five, five going into overtime, and we won 10-5 or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. But, yeah, it even started then. Like, we had a bunch of 99s on that team, like – you look back, we got, uh, I think, uh, Zach Deacon. We got Mike McCannell. Um, Hall, Ty, think, Tyler Halls, who's an all-time beauty. Got some questions about him at the end, but all-time. Yeah, all-timer. yeah we'll get into him. He, he needs a full The guy all of us have played yeah. with here. He needs, he needs a full story about him. He, he, he could write, <laughs> yeah. we, could, we could probably all write a book about him and yeah. have something different to say. But, yeah, McCannell uh, Halls, uh, yourself, Deacon, um, you know, just, uh, um, yeah, just of a, a whole bunch of guys. So, yeah, yeah. sorry, you're you saying. Yeah, and then we go into our first year of Junior B, and honestly, I don't think too many of the 99s were on the team the first year. Uh, I think Halsey played a year of intermediate. Um, can't remember who else on the top of my, my head now, but like Zach Deacon was on the team, Mike McCannell, um, a few other guys. But that was just the kind of group that grew up together. And even I think in our minor, minor days, like novice, we won B division. Um, Pee Wee, we, we lost in the semis. Our second year midget, we lost in the bronze medal game. Um, and then fast forward a year, we, we all, a bunch of us are playing junior B and uh, a few guys are playing intermediate and some guys just kind of hung them up. But 
that was a group that was together since we were probably seven years old like we just stuck together and every other year we were with the 98s even the 98s like your age group we had travis brown we had rylan harley we had um ty mickluck we had uh who else did we have on that team like, kind of, uh, Stuckless, uh, Jacob yeah. Miller, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, a bunch of guys. But yeah, that we our '99 group. We would we all went to school together. Most of us went to school together, I should say. And it was just such a tight group, and it was so much fun. That was probably the best part about winning those first two founders. Those guys, like we've been playing together since we were, like I said, seven years old. So you just create that like bond with guys that's just unbreakable and and some of the characters we have is uh is pretty fun and once you get a few uh you get a few drinks in you the stories that'll come out of the guys is just silly and the story not not only the stories that'll get that'll come out but like the stories that'll get made at the same time (laughs) as well is is probably more so on that on that subject of funny stories sorry dan I want to know, and I want to get this clear, make this clear. I did not participate in this, and I'm not saying that to absolve myself. I'm saying that because I'm a <laughs> pussy. But where did the where did the no pants victory lap? Where did that come from? Uh, that was our first year. Hold on, what is the no pants victory lap? <laughs> so after we won the Minto, everyone comes back in the locker room, and we're all celebrating still. And they go, all right. It's like the no pants laps. So you put on your jersey and nothing else, and you start running a lap on the floor. You go the floor. Yeah, yeah. Just hammer swinging. Yeah. Cool. I mean, are there fans on the stands? Probably, probably. It was empty. Langley was empty. I think. Okay. This was probably in like... certain circumstances the hammer would be swinging. In other circumstances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You I'm speaking about nice. myself, obviously. Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm I'm not talking about myself on the other I side. Had, I, I had a long jersey, so mine wasn't swinging either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I that's a good thing. You get the I old mean, mesh jerseys; they're really heavy. It goes down pretty far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were sweating. It, it was I, yeah. I, I couldn't. I mean, yeah. Made a cold top post game. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. For a lot of the boys, for a lot of the boys, it's just sack running around. It's just good. <laughs> I think that that's a I think crazy that, tradition. Yeah, I think that started after we won our first founders. Uh, I think it was kind of like Mike Sutton, Cam Spencer, some of the older guys that, that don't really play anymore. We're just like, all right, let's hit the floor one more time. Let's go. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. Kyle's like, Donnie, we're going. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going. You didn't go, Donnie? <laughs> no, I didn't go. I stayed in the locker room. Were you the go. only guy? I don't think so, but there's probably uh, a few. There's. I was in the minority uh, uh, for sure. That's that, tough. that must have been. That must have been at least half an hour after the game. So that must have been at least ten drinks in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> yeah. the, at this point That's the amazing. champagne's blowing all over the room the the beers are i think we had at least 300 beers in the room after the game one of the parents went out and bought like seven or eight two fours and it was like ridiculous no that's amazing and it, to the point where you're like boys i got an idea yeah. <laughs> let's go let's go wrench out wrench out lap you drink hey, 300 beers and that's gonna happen with 24 yeah, dudes no 
That's that's the ideas you're gonna come up with. <laughs> hey buddies, let's go out and have hey, a, hey, hey buddies, let's hey, buddies. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to you. Take your pants off, put your jersey back on. <laughs> we're going out for a jog. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, well, listen, let's we're gonna we're we're gonna fast forward a little bit here, but let's kind of jump into we'll touch like kind of a little bit on junior here. Um junior A, I mean, but moving up, we get to your third year yeah and is that right when kind of like you explode in terms of production and things like that like was there a difference for you like did you feel it or was it like confidence or things are just clicking um like i said uh i think bruce cod kind of brings the best out of everyone and he is my all-time favorite coach and he coached the bees my first two years so i was half with him half not with him my second year and then my third year he jumped up to a phil sanderson jumped up to a and then i can't remember who we had on the front door that year i don't think it was rusty Kruger. i think he was with branton at the time um but anyway it was it was just like a you get two years of junior in you and you kind of figure out what's what works best for you. And personally, it was like, okay, you're you're six foot five. You can kind of bull not a big it. deal, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. You can use your size to your advantage a bit. You can kind of do things certain guys might not be able well, to hold do. on. You're fucking six, five, six, five, six, four. Yeah, it's <laughs> but nice. I, I got a couple. I got some big buddies. <laughs> huge buddies yeah <laughs> but yeah it was, it was uh and and bruce i don't even think we practice a lot so it's not like it's not like practice you're trying different things or you're you're trying to work on your craft obviously you want to play as much lacrosse as you can but at that point juniors basically you play two or three games a week and you play within two or three months span and then playoffs are right there. So we played a lot of lacrosse and a lot of, in a minimal time. So you're always on the floor and you're always with your, your buddies. So it's, it was a fun time. And then, but yeah, I just kind of gained that confidence back in, in what I did and uh, growing up as, uh, during my, so first year of novice, I think it was like, I think first year novice, I honestly went and played house league <laughs> because yeah, you play for, for those who don't know, you play like you get two years of novice, two years of Bantam, two years of whatever growing up. And then I think, yeah, my first or second year novice or peewee it was, I played house league. And I actually played goalie for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we need one this year. That's right, but but yeah, I think it's uh, uh, the I do I owe a lot to the coaching staff and and I think Donnie can attest. Bruce Cod is just the ultimate guy, and he gets whatever he needs out of you. Yeah, no, he's he's the man. Probably the highest uh, the highest like approval rating I've ever had of, uh, from a coach too from the players. Like everyone loves that guy. Um, yeah, he's he's the hey. best. What do you got, Paul? No, just something totally random, but it kind of like just moves into doesn't move into any of this. But we we're having this conversation about, uh, <laughs> about older guys 
No, just because we keep bringing up Bruce, but about older guys in the NHL that are like now playing against coaches or whatever. And I think I've played against almost every single coach in NLL, including like Brucey. <laughs> so we're going through, and everyone's like naming a coach. I'm like, yeah, played against him. Anyways, I don't know why it made me think of that. Just wait, 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 hold part. on. Hold on, Paulie. Somehow, somehow made this about who he's played against. I'm not. No, I'm lying. calling myself old. I'm just. Paul, saying, you ever played with him? I'm a Brucey. I mean, did you ever play with him? Bring it any- back to Brucey. Like the guy's five nine, and he would get like 150 to 190 loose balls a year, which is insane. Yeah. You know so, his nickname? Do you know his nickname? Yeah, the desert rat, buddy. The desert rat. That is the desert rat. That like the first year, and we were just call him the rat. Not only, not only is he a rat, like he he's not just a rat that could live anywhere. He's a rat that could function in the desert. That is, that's a compliment. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Good for him. No gestures are safe post game when no. Bruce God was in the NLL. Tell in what that. sense? They would be ripped right off your back. Oh well, I mean that's kind of actually a perfect little segue. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, we can actually – maybe we'll get – we'll do a little bit more junior. Let's finish off your junior career and then get the NL and then we'll talk dress shirt. But um, let's, sure? go, let's go to when you went – so your fourth year junior, you, you, get, you get on a team with old Donald here. What's the, what's the feeling in the room when, uh, when you guys pull him in? So I will probably never forget the day we traded for Donnie. It was uh, I was working at uh, the old golf course. You're like I'm, you're like I'm no longer going to get any touches. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. No, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? It felt like the day you got sent back to junior B. <laughs> yeah, is there any <laughs> anyone not with again. this guy? Not again. No, yeah, and he's like, I can tell. He's like, I can tell. This guy will not run around with just his jersey on. I know <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can see it a mile away. <laughs> yeah, but he asked know. him the first day he came into the room. <laughs> yeah. Donnie, like, yeah, you can you can join the boys, but I'm gonna need to know one thing. Will you let your sack hang below your tongue? <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, show me the underwear on. He's got a bathing suit for the mental. He's got a bathing suit. It's not true for the people out there. Don't get soap on a rope. He had soap on a rope as well. I heard. That is. Uh, <laughs> he's got a banana stuffed in his bathing suit. Just hey, don't forget the shower cap too, boys. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's funny, but oh. no, all seriousness, uh, oh. yeah, I was working the day we traded for Donville, and the first text I sent to uh, our captain at the time, Zach Deacon, was, I'm pretty sure we just won the Minto. <laughs> and, um, that's, that's cool. Ballsy, ballsy uh, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I had the text to the day, and it was like, I'm pretty sure we just won the Minto. We, there's no way we lose. And I think we went on an absolute heater to end the season. Um, I think we had to win. I think we had three games in four nights because one of our games got canceled. And we ended up going to Six Nations for our 20th game of 20. And I think we went to overtime. And I think we clinched first. I think, what did we go, 17-3 uh, and three or 18-2 and two that year? 
I'm not sure. I got, I got concussed in there right after I got traded. So that, that explains it. That explains why it doesn't go. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, true. Also explains you know, my nine my nine foot long helmet. Um, yeah, well, wait, 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 don't get into that just yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to talk. This podcast is how you were how you became I, coconut head halfway through. You know, that like, yeah, that was. I there's so many stories about that helmet. It's just <laughs> that thing should be in a museum. It should yeah, the, whole the Reebok nine K, the Reebok nine K wide bucket he basically had on. <laughs> yeah, that was so yeah. But Donnie got traded. And, Wait, uh, hold on, hold on. You just look to your left. Is it on your wall? Nate or Donnie? Donnie? Is, no, is no, your... it's here. It's in my house, but it's not. It's not <laughs> oh, you looked. You looked right to your left. I was Put like, oh on. my god, is that fucking thing on your wall? It would take I a gotta, your podcast. With it on. It's downstairs somewhere. <laughs> but, but um anyways yeah as soon as donnie showed up it, the the vibes were just i'm sure i'm sure donnie felt a little out of place the first few games because our team was like ridiculously superstitious so we had like guys sit in certain places guys do this at certain times guys get taped at certain times and it was just like a complete Utter fuck show for Donnie as he showed up, and, and, yeah, he, two, and then he got knocked out. Like, then he got knocked out. Hey, then he got knocked out. And he's taking like someone's random seat. He doesn't even know which room he's going. So the in. first, so my first game in Orangeville, I got there super early, so I'm the first guy there, and it's a it's a double room in Orangeville, so it's like two rooms that become one for um, the locker room. And for whatever reason, when I got there, the second room wasn't open yet, so I just thought we were in the first room. So I put my stuff down. And I put it down where where Hartz where Ryland Hartley puts his stuff, and if you know Hartz, you know that's like that's a no no. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a and like I'm gonna say I haven't been around Hartz and Roch, but Hartz in Orangeville is like another level. Like it was it was crazy, and and I I got pretty quickly told like get your shit <laughs> like get, the, get out of Hartz's spot, and then. And then uh, McCannell's Mike McCannell on Philly, his superstition was that he would cut everybody in the tape line. So everyone would get taped in the same order. And then McCannell would just come in and get taped no matter <laughs> who was in there because that was, that was his pregame superstition. And everyone was just cool with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't even like go through how many guys had whatever they had and what they did. It's like a – ADHD on steroids. <laughs> well, again, Halsey's got most of them. But yeah. We'll keep yeah, him him and Ralphie, Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they got all the time. letters of the alphabet beside that. Yeah. Oh man. And then you, you get into you get into the playoff series, and I think uh, I think you got hurt. The, did you get hurt the second series again? Yeah, so uh, second series, I I hit I, I I like hit somebody I think, and then Jason I thought Walker, I hurt my head. Yeah, I thought I hurt my head again, so I missed the rest of the game, and that's yeah. when I got the that's when I got the Bucky. Uh, and, yeah, so I went home after the game, and I was like, "All right, enough's enough." I looked up the safety ratings of hockey helmets and I went to hockey life and I bought the <laughs> safest one and I got if there. You're, if, you're, if you have it together enough to realize that you have to look up the safest helmet, I think you're fine. Well, no, the problem was cause I looked up the ones that I was wearing and it was a warrior one and then a Bauer one when I hurt my head twice. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and and they were like D rating or whatever. So I was like, all right, <laughs> that's not, not good. good. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those things. Like, don't look up the safety ratings of your helmets because. I promise you, you're not going to like what it says. Do you know how many people that are now listening are going to be like, how bad is this bucket? I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone, the whole NLL is going to be filled with the Reebok 40Ks. I'll never forget going to Hockey Life and I see my helmet. It's on, you know, Hockey Life has like the little like mannequin head things. So it's on the head and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and then I was like, I was thinking, I was like, this is so bad. Should I get like, I was like, should I get the second, the second safest one? And I'm like, I'm already doing this for the safety. Like, I just got to do it. Like, I'm surprised you could even fit in the store when that mannequin was wearing that. Oh, <laughs> buddy. <it> was... <laughs> yeah, good times. That was I... all time. But what yeah, time? Donnie, Donnie gets hurt in that second series. And then yeah. he got, I think he comes back. I don't think he missed the game. might have missed one. And then we won the series 4-1 against Brampton. And then we go into our final series against Burlington. And that was just an absolute war. Like, I think Donville probably chirped himself more than those guys were chirping him. <laughs> and, every, um, just a helmet. Every shift. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, nice it's like, fucking okay. helmet. I'm like, guys, I know. I got a stupid helmet. Like, I got, I got it. This is game yeah. five. We're up 3-1. And you guys are still on this. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, listen, if there's one thing us Burlington guys are good at, it's sticking to one chirp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, series oh, was, that series was an absolute battle, though. Like, I think we won the first game by a handful, and then second game went to double OT, third game overtime, fourth game overtime, fifth game in our barn overtime. And I, I don't think we lost a single game in the Bunny Barn that whole year. And that place is just an absolute gong show come playoff time. And it, it's so fun to play there. It's it's 150 degrees and there's as many people as you can fit in there. They're along the boards are five, five deep in the stands. You're just crunched between two people. And I think that's what makes Orangeville special too. It's like, yeah, that, I think that's, what, a big, that's a big part of it is it becomes like it's a community that's there and everyone's like – you're all there for the same reason. You have connection to at least one player. Like, you know, somebody you go, you're in the same math class or, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Like if you're sitting there watching, like there's a connection and, and it helps that there's a beer garden that, that uh, people can kind of mix it up and get into the game a little bit or step out to Rosie's vehicle or whoever's that's there. And you can have, uh, have yourself some fun while you're, while you're, you know, waiting for the game to start again. Yeah. And then, so we win that series. We won, we win the championship. Ontario finals and we go out out west and oh man out west is just an absolute just a blur you you play you play six games in like seven or eight nights we were lucky enough to to win our first three games so we got a bye and then we had two days off I think and then we went three in a row and swept the finals and the finals was I think our closest game there was 7-5, and that was game three of the mental final, and that was that was pretty intense. But other than that, it was it was good competition, but our team was just so good, and we just wanted it so bad that we just kind of dialed in for those, whatever, however long we were there, eight, nine days, and 
it's it's so hard to win a minto and <clears throat> you finally do it and it's like holy shit like this is real <laughs> i think yeah, that's why was so good for us too like you know nll oh. teams talk about let's get to 10 let's get to 12 we had to get to like seven um Six, seven. <clears throat> you know he was just so locked in and and the coaching staff and every everything was just you know it, it, like the train was off the tracks by the time we you know we got out west it was it was a great trip that was a lot of fun um, I wanted to ask you cause we've, we've had, uh, you know, we've had you for a while here, but there's some funny stories. I ended up leaving right after the Minto to go back to school. No surprise. You wouldn't even run around without your bong. Or your, your, your bong <laughs> yeah. No. After, after I saw that, I was like, I need to get the first plane out of town. <laughs> but, uh, uh, t- talk about the day you guys spent at Whistler with the cup. And from my understanding, uh, Fiona Cleveland was basically like, the cars are leaving and the guys are like, we're not coming down. <laughs> we're staying at the Wolf top. Wall Street moment. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. So I'll, I'll tell a quick story leading up to that. It was, I think the night we won, we went to the, the brew house and it was just us in there. It was like a Sunday night and it was just us or whatever night it was. It might've been a Tuesday, honestly. And it was, it was uh, us and maybe a few others having dinner and, 25 30 guys walk in with this cup and then immediately the cup gets filled uh hartley's brother orders 25 fireball shots some <laughs> other guy orders another barrel of shots so we're slamming shots drinking beer doing this and that <clears throat> on the way home i think i think i had the cup and i just couldn't remember what i was doing and i had a couple other guys with me and we found this this guy just random fella and we thought he was on our team and he's wearing like a construction coat and we're like hey buddy you want to take a picture with us and he's just like all right whatever and then we we end up you just grabbed a random thinking just he was a, a random fan. guy <laughs> and that's amazing i ended up falling asleep uh i don't remember this i, I think i i fell asleep or hugging a toilet and whip uh dylan watson is behind me spooning me <laughs> we wake up in the morning dylan's not there so i had no idea what happened and then i get up and i was like what like what is going on and then we spend the day there and then the next day we end up going out to whistler <laughs> and uh we somehow found our way to the top and they were like fiona a couple of the other drivers i think paul hartley um i don't know who else was driving but they're like okay the vans are leaving at this time if you are not down here we are leaving so a bunch of us get to the very top we're taking pictures we're drinking caesars we're drinking a couple rums and the next thing you know it's that time and we're still at the top (laughs) (laughs) hey and they were gonna go back to vancouver (laughs) <laughs> no. so it's not like yeah, they were going we, back to the hotel it's like no we're driving two hours home <laughs> certain guys were like all right let's uh let's figure out a way that we can take the train from here to vancouver vancouver to langley and we're like holy fuck there's no fucking way we were doing that it was the must have been another full day trip but it was <laughs> and fiona's calling every single guy and Everybody's getting phone calls left, right, and center. We're like, yeah, we're on our way down. Just ordered another drink. It's like, all right, maybe we should go now. Like, it might be time. 
it's like two hours after the time we're supposed to leave and they're like all right guys like we're, we're literally we're literally in the car running out of fuel let's go <laughs> so, and then you ended up making it down yeah everyone ended up making it down on their own time and they were pissed off but what the hell can you do after you win a minto you can't stay fucking mad at them for too long no, you did what you went there to do but um, yeah. we've, had you, we've had you for a while. I know Paulie's got a jet, but, um, let's do kind of, we'll jump into NLL stuff quickly here. Uh, you know, drafted early, um, to Calgary, a place that's got a ton of fans and stuff. What, let's kind of give me like in your mind, a quick summary of kind of your, your first year. It was, I think I would say probably the best word to describe it is tough. Like I went in there as maybe a high draft pick and I didn't play too much. My first few games I got in, I think I only played seven or eight games, maybe even last my first year. And I just kind of had to view NLL life maybe from the outside a little bit, not being on the floor with the guys and battling stuff like that but sometimes that's what you need like not everybody can walk into this league and put up 60 70 points and be successful right off the bat so especially having mouse as a coach like that guy teaches you how to play the game the right way and he uh doesn't matter who you are he's treating everyone the same way it's you could put up 100 points or 40 points or whatever everyone like i said everyone has a job and they're there to do that and he loves guys just battling for their spots and um he was he was awesome he taught me kind of the right way to play the game and and kind of maybe even looking back at it maybe it was a blessing in disguise kind of being on the outside looking at my first year i got to kind of watch have a bird's eye view and and see curtis dixon play the game and watch tyler pace from afar and jesse king and uh, not a lot of guys maybe have that. They're just kind of shoved right into the mix right away. And it's, it's hard to jump into this league and be successful. So I, I kind of enjoyed, I didn't enjoy it, but I was like, okay, you're going to work for your spot. You're going to work for this. You're going to work for that. And you just kind of put your head down and grind for everything you got. And, um, kind of two years later, you, you see results, maybe three years later, you see results, but it's it's not a this this league is a marathon not a sprint so you just kind of pick up things as you go and put it into your put it in your game and your everyday life no doubt i mean and then fast forward and you get the call that the trade's happening what's what's kind of your what are your first thoughts uh i had a few discussions with uh with Bordy over the off season it was i think the I never, I kind of knew I was on the trading block, but I never realized it could have come true. And I was going to sign for this, going to sign for that. Okay, maybe this team's more interested and can give you more money, blah, blah, blah. And summer goes on. I don't hear from Bordy for a bit and come draft day, it's like I'm at a wedding and I'm just probably few beverages. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of beverages deep and I'm like I get a call from Josh I miss it get a text from one of our people that work in the office they're like hey I'm gonna miss you uh good luck with everything I'm like what the hell are you talking about and then I called Josh back and it's like okay you've been traded this and that this and that I'm like well where am I going 
He's like, you're going out east, you're going to uh, Rochester. I was like, oh, okay, like, that's awesome. Like, I know Halsey, I know Ralphie, and I'm pretty familiar with most of those guys. I played against half those guys growing up or played for Hazer in that little bubble season, so I knew what he was about, and it was fun. So going there, was it was a new, it was new, it was exciting. Like, I never kind of got that opportunity in, in Calgary that – I've already had in Rochester and it's been fun and I'm just kind of trying to run with it and playing with these guys has been so much fun and we have a pretty wicked team. So it's, it's pretty easy to kind of come in and do my thing. So it's been good. How's, uh, how's Lomi been as a vet and also as a DJ? Lomi is, uh, he's good with the tunes. He doesn't, uh, doesn't fire us up too much, but he gets us. Uh, he gets us going. It's not like uh, it's like uh, you're going to the gym and you're trying to pump out 290 pounds for a single rep. It's like you're going to play a lacrosse game. Let's kind of get the the blood flowing a little bit here. And he's got good mixes. He's got pretty good mixes. I can't lie. But Lomi's been fun. I got a story about Lomi. He, uh... <laughs> oh fuck! My <laughs> mom listens to this. Just be. <laughs> We're, uh, we were out at uh, we were out having some some pops after the game one night, and it's like two two thirty, and we get back to the hotel, and Lomi's like, "Motherfucker!" He for he put his card down that night, and he forgets to grab his good guy. Hold on, good guy alert, good guy alert. <laughs> so he puts Smitty's jacket on. That's like four sizes too big sprints back to the bar and then grabs his card sprints back <laughs> oh, it was a disaster and and let me tell you this bar was two and a half probably a solid two and a half kilometer walk yeah I'm, i was... might be exaggerating but i ran this thing in four and a half minutes i have never <laughs> i've never been faster in my life I just didn't want my buddies. 400 enough. meters away. It was 400 meters away. I didn't want my buddies to have any fun without me. So it was, and meanwhile, I'm wearing Smitty's pea coat. This thing's basically, I'm basically doing spark training, the old school spark training with a parachute on. And I'm sprinting and this thing's just trailing in the wind, flapping. That's all I can hear is this thing flapping around, but got back and i think the other part of this too that's important for people to know and one of my favorite watsy traits <laughs> now that we're playing together is like we'll finish the game whenever you know win lose tie whatever it might be you know we're gonna go have a couple beers and watsy will have a sip of beer and i'll i'll have you know whatever half mine i'm talking to people and then i'll turn i'll turn over full dress shirt unbuttoned on watsy it's already <laughs> All the way down, he's ready to do the victory lap with just the nuts out, like orange Hill style. It's completely all time, but it's—I mean—it's one of those things that Watsy's been awesome for for our group um, because obviously it's, we we have a bit of a younger group, and um, just to have like that comedic sense, but also like the seriousness when the game comes around is is such a fun balance of like okay. I know we can shoot the shit and, and have fun at practice and enjoy being there together. But then as soon as things happen, like they mean a lot. Um, and, and obviously, you know, whenever it's funny, man, like whenever you have some Orangeville guys on your team or, you know, Peterborough guys or whatever it might be that like six nations or older Peterborough guys or guys that are, have played for Peterborough, like they have one it's such a difference maker in like what's expected, like in terms of being able to balance 
having fun, but not accepting mediocrity. And, and it's, I think it's helped our group a lot having you around and, and because it's more than anything for me, I'm on the fun side of things. And and like, I like to be light with everything, but it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a blast so far, man. And there's our, our group chat and everything like that. It's just so hysterical because it's just guys shooting, shooting at each other and, 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 and just having so much fun creating different stupid challenges on the way home from practice, whatever it might be. Oh, I don't even have to get into those, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, I know it's been a blast, man. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Like this is probably the most fun I've had playing in a while. And the guys on our team, we just have so many characters. Like we said, we could get into Halsey's stories. We can get into Ryland's stories. We can get into Hutchie's story. Like Hutchie is probably one of the most underrated, funniest guys in the league. Oh, fucking right. He, He's like, a really good dude, man. He is the best dude ever and like probably one of the best teammates I've ever had. And he just cracks me up every time he says something. He is Well, and now you're the god you became the godfather of his child in like fucking yeah. thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm Hutchie's, uh, Hutchie's kid's uncle, so. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Watsy's got to look after all of it, look after the kids in, in case anything goes wrong, which is uh, which is so funny. But I think you he guys, might be taking care of me in a few years, but that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. That's why you're looking for it, which is good. You're getting out of it. But, um, Donnie, Paul, you guys got anything for Watsy before uh, before we wrap it up here? No, I, think, I think we got a lot more best. stories to tell, Watsy. I think we'll have to get you back on at some point. But yeah, uh, thanks great. for coming on, brother. This is unreal. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, anyway, I got one more story. Oh, God. Yeah. Just quickly. Uh, hey, Paul, do you know, uh, you obviously know uh, Ripper? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fuck. Don't. Dan, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if Dan's told you, but uh, one weekend we're in Saskatchewan. I don't know the full, like, complete details of the story, but <laughs> Ripper was doing whatever he was doing, and I think he was looking for Lomas. And he goes, where's my son? <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know Ripper, apparently Lomas is his son. I don't know what so, it has listen, to do with. Listen, let me, let me give you the details. Who's Ripper? Who's Ripper? Ripper for those also for he's me? So Ripper the, he does the play-by-play, the okay. travel agent. He's okay. the jack of he all does it all. He's, he's legit the renaissance <laughs> man of the Rochester Nighthawks. But we're in the lobby one, like in Saskatchewan, and – we were talking about like his kids and stuff. And then we were talking about somebody else, like how they were like acting like Ripper. And he goes, well, if anyone looks like me, it's Lomas. And I'm like, oh, what man, the fuck? I'm like, what? with all due respect to Ripper, he's, you know, got a little bit of a nerdy edge to him and a whole lot of George Costanza to him. And the <laughs> fact he looked me in the eyes and said, that's my son, and now everybody on the team calls me RJ for Rip Junes. Love you, um, Rippy Junes. I got a roll. I love you. See you, boys. Thank you, boys. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. That that. Thanks for fucking bringing that one up, Watsy. But um, yeah, all time he looked. He looked at all the boys like, yeah, if anyone looks like me, it's Lomas. And I was like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Too funny not to bring up, but you could dig me. Yeah, I get it. I appreciate you doing that. But again, Watsy, we appreciate you taking the time, man. This has been a blast. We'll have to get you on again for for some more stories about all the guys. But um, we're going to have to wrap up here. Um, But I guess I'll see you. uh, I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, you will, buddy. Let's go. Okay. thanks. Thanks again, brother. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me.
All right, that was our buddy Kyle Waters. What an interview. What a sewer job. Um, that's, again, all-time guy to be on a team with. But, Donnie, you got anything before we want to wrap up? You know, Wachi's an all-time beauty. Uh, don't don't let his um, his humor and his, uh, you know, kind of lightheartedness fool you. You know, that guy can peach his, his dick off and one of the more selfless guys I've been around. So, I uh, appreciate yeah. him coming on and, and telling some stories and – and something tells me that's going to be a uh, you know a repeat guest because he's uh, he's good he's good at this stuff he t- he's he's a good storyteller and, and yeah. appreciate him coming on and uh, guy means a lot to me so um, yeah good chat no doubt and I've never like he's one of those guys like I, I don't think I've ever become as close as I am with a teammate that quickly and like we just get along real well and he does that with, in our locker room and kind of keeps everyone together and even when things are going shitty. Um, like obviously if they have for us for the last three games, he's, he's very good at kind of like turning on his joking and then turning it off and saying like, let's, let's figure this out. So yeah, um, yeah we appreciate that. But again, shout out to Cottage Springs, bar down, um, line ice supplements coming back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. That's episode 107 of Back of the Bird. We'll chat with you next week. Peace.